This episode is sponsored by Gopher State Tape Library, a 5013C corporation. Established in 1974, the library has been archiving recovery talks of the many 12-step recovery fellowships across the globe. For almost 50 years, these have been distributed worldwide. The library is the only all-volunteer organization doing this work in existence. There are no paid employees. Thousands of downloads, MP3s, and CDs can be obtained at www.gstl.ecwid.com. The Gathering with Roger B. occurs monthly in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Attendees are 12-steppers, those who have been affected by another's addiction, and some who are simply interested in improving their personal level of life satisfaction using a variety of spiritually-based tools. It is also used as a tool for study groups nationwide. The Gathering's talks are generally tied to one or more of the 12 steps, but are always guided by spiritual concepts, principles, and ideas common to most faiths. Topics are drawn from a variety of sources, the 12 steps, many of the well-known wisdom texts, science, and other teachers that speak to a spiritual solution to life solutions. Roger has been in recovery for over 40 years and has spent thousands of hours in service sharing his experience, strength, and hope. He has created curriculum for treatment centers and leads workshops and retreats throughout the United States, Canada, and Europe. Roger is a certified spiritual director and offers insight into spiritually-based living skills that are relevant to all people, whether in recovery or not. This is something that's been bugging me lately, and it's caused me to reflect a lot on it. And I'm hoping that it may allow some of you to reflect on it and it may change the way you're doing some of the things you're doing. It's about commitment. It's about the word commitment and what it means and have I done it? And a lot of people talk about having made a commitment, but the evidence of the commitment isn't there. So there's two decades definitions in the dictionary that I'll use for a baseline for commitment. One, the state or quality of of being dedicated to a cause or an activity, etc. The second one is an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. So that's telling me what? A commitment's going to be inconvenient from time to time. We've all made commitments to greater or lesser degrees. So here's here's some things we make commitments. Some of us make commitments to work. What's your commitment? Your commitment's Monday through Friday, nine to five, and then you get the compensation that's agreed upon. But is it really a commitment? Am I doing the best I can for the person I'm working for or for myself, if I work for myself, or am I just marking time? And so that when a new opportunity comes up, I just take my commitment and I toss it. I'm going to order this new thing. I can make more money. I can do better. So was it a commitment or was it just a transaction? 
that I was telling myself was something that it wasn't. Okay, work is one. Money is one. A lot of us think money is the answer to our living experience. And we make a commitment to make as much of as we can as quick as we, we can. Okay? So to make a commitment to work, I have to say no to a lot of other things, don't I? I'm too busy. I'm working. I'm working this week. I'm sorry. So I got to say no to a lot of different things because every yes has a no. Every yes has a no. So family, there's another one. Did I, did I make a commitment to my family? The family I grew up in, I didn't make any commitment there. I just took. I, I, I made a commitment later in life to my parents. And that com commitment was ev evidence, sorry, was evidenced in my actions. Whether it was convenient or not, I did it because I said I would do it. Now I find one of the benefits of commitment is it, it, integrity. And one of the benefits of integrity is improved self-esteem, reliability, responsibility, right? Some people are um, committed to education. Can't, can't get enough of it. Got more degrees than a thermometer. Because I think that the more education I get, the better prepared for life I'm going to be, or the, the safer I'm going to be. How about vacations, recreation? I like to have my fun. You like to have your fun? Yeah. I'm willing to have my fun and, and, and skip work. Life without vacations is not doable. I have, I have vacations, so I have to sacrifice some things for that. What about diet? What about lifestyle? And there's nothing wrong with any of these things, but what I'm trying to do is drill down and get honest with myself. Has it been a commitment? Or is it a transaction? If it's, if it's a commitment, I'll dump it as soon as something better comes along. That's not a commitment, right? So how about this? Being on time, appointments, obligations, commitments. I have sponsors. I make a commitment to them to meet with them every week at a, at a day and a time. I expect them to do the same thing. If they don't, then what are they telling me? I have not made the commitment. They've not made the commitment. Okay. Then don't expect me to. Once, once you demonstrate to me you're not doing this, I'm not doing it either because I'm not going to set aside chunks of my day to be available to you at your convenience. And any of you that sponsor, any of you that sponsor know this. Sponsoring is not a convenient activity. 
And when you least want to do it is usually when you most have to do it, which is, again, the commitment is teaching me. You know, in my life before recovery and into my early recovery, I never made a commitment to anything or one but my pleasure. I, I was committed to Roger's pleasure, his joy, his satisfaction, his achievements, his, his acquisitions, mostly his pleasure on all different levels, right? So meetings, here's one. You know, when I started going to AA, I didn't make any commitment to AA. I certainly didn't make any commitment to meetings. I made a commitment to go to those places, but I didn't put any skin in the game. I was going because, because one, no one was looking for, no one was looking for me there. Two, you didn't have to use your real name. Three, sometimes there was coffee and something to eat there. And four, no one was looking for me. The other piece of that, which I, I did not see for several years, was. I was hoping you kicked me out. So I could say, see there, I screwed that too. I failed at that as well. Not even, they kicked me out of AA. Can you, be, can you believe it? Right? I, w- I wasn't doing anything. So did I make, here, in your step, have I made a commitment to prayer meditation? Have I made a commitment to seeking? If I... If I have, it should be evidenced in my daily living. If it's not, it may be a fantasy. It may be something I tell myself to feel good. It feels good to say I'm in AA and I'm going to meetings, right? I haven't made any commitment. I'm skipping my meeting tonight. You know what? It's perfect grilling weather. That's not a commitment. I think we'll go down the boat. That's not a commitment. That's a convenience. Well, I know I skipped my meeting, but I saw my therapist this week, so everything's fine. Sorry. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm asking myself if I've really done what I've declared that I'm doing. And I don't know when I made a commitment. I know there were points that I made commitments, like my the last night I drank. My commitment was to the truth that night, and it came through me, not from from me. And it was, "I'm done. I'm toast again." Sorry, I'm done. I'm toast. I can't do. I can't do this. That was a commitment to the truth. I. Did not know it at the time. But I have stayed true to that for 43 years. I'm going for it. That was my my third step, which was about a year and a half into the experiment. I'm going for it. That was a commitment. (gasps) I didn't know it. But I found out it was a commitment because I did four through 12. And then these meetings... That I was going to, I landed in a couple of them under a false premise. 
I was taking a bass player friend of mine to the meetings to get one of the men of the meeting to sponsor him. So I could get back to my one-step program. And these two meetings, we went to on Monday and Wednesday, step meeting, big book study, all men's meetings. No one picked him up. And I was really frustrated because if I stop taking Jim to the meetings, he gets drunk and he's back on my front porch. Not a very good motive. Motive doesn't matter. God can work with whatever you give God to work with. So I'm getting more and more frustrated. Jim got a year. Oh, it's a miracle. And you got a grant to go back to college. Major in psychology, I tell you, a newly sober guy in a psychology course is not a good move in my estimation. And he was drunk. And he died in a nursing home of cirrhosis when he was 42. And I stayed in those two meetings for 15 years. I quietly made a commitment that I didn't know I made. Now, I'm not saying you should do what I do or what I did, but I want you to examine what you're calling your commitment. So I haven't missed a Monday meeting in decades because my commitment is non-negotiable, which means if you call me and say, I'd like you to come and speak at our meeting. When is it? Monday night. Can't. Sorry. I've got. I've got a commitment. It's not I've got a commitment if I could find something that's more fun to do. That's not a commitment. That's a convenience. That's an arrangement. So my commitments are non-negotiable. So what happens when a birthday falls on meeting night? We do it before the meeting. We do it after the meeting. We do it another day. Right? Same is true with Wednesday. All my Wednesdays are booked. And half my Thursdays. So if I'm not in the meeting, I'm not in town or I'm in the hospital. I'm not on the boat. I'm not going to the game. There's another game. When you say to me, well, we decided to have a date night tonight. I'm, I'm I'm all for date nights. But there's six other days in the week that you can have the date night. So so this came out of realizing what was done for me by these men that I didn't particularly care for, nor they they me, but they loved me and they tolerated me. And I experienced their their grace and mercy. And so when that came to my consciousness, that's what was done for me. It was incumbent upon me to do it for others. That's a commitment. We have a 12-step commitment to carry the message, to carry the principles forward. That's in all your affairs. That's not in your freaking hour meeting once a week, twice a week, four times a week. It's why you're running around out in the world. Being an example. Of recovery or lack of it, of spirituality or lack of it, 
of sense-based reasoning or spiritually-based reasoning, right? So they're non-negotiable. And it's a good lesson because a lot of times when a sponsee calls, I don't want to talk. But I made a commitment to talk. And those of you who have been in this position know this. I had exactly the conversation that I needed to have with him or her, whoever calls calls me, right? Same thing with the meeting. God, I don't want to go to this meeting. I'm tired of this meeting. I'm sick of these people. I've been going to this meeting for years. I'm just going to skip it at, as I'm putting on my jacket and getting my truck to drive to the meeting, right? And I can't tell you how many times I showed up at the meeting and someone cracked me open with something they said. It oftentimes is a newer person who's really suffering. And all of a sudden they just put it on the table and they get honest with the group. And you go, God, what's that worth? I, I would have missed that. But when, when you haven't made a commitment, the guys that I know that skip meetings don't ask me how was the meeting because they really don't give a shit. They don't say, how's Ginny doing? How's Susan doing? How's Terry doing? Because they really don't care. They're just there for themselves. So it, it, it is what it is. And I think here in a spiritually based life, we are called to a higher way of being and living. And it's not specific to drinking or not drinking or doing drugs or not doing drugs or people pleasing or not people pleasing. That's it. Susan and I were talking about that before the meeting. People pleasing is a great example. I say yes to everything. I'm new and I've got all these commitments. Now I've got so many commitments, I can't fulfill them. It, was, it wasn't a commitment. It was a transaction. I said yes, so you'd like me. That's not a commitment. That, that's a deal. And th so to my people-pleasing brain, the more commitments I have, the more people are going to like me. There's a discerning question in the service manual about this. And the question is, when you're willing, when you're asked to serve, whatever that service is, you have to answer these two questions. Am I willing and am I able? And if I'm overcommitted, if a guy comes to me and says, I want to talk to you about sponsor me, some, some guys are going to say, you know what? I got too much going on. I can't help. I can't help you. You can call me and you can use, use me for counsel to get your feet on the ground. But it would be unfair to you for me to say, yes, I'll sponsor you when I know I don't have the time. <sighs> You're new. This is like emergency room stuff. And I don't have the time for that. That's the truth. <laughs> it's not that I'm not willing. But if I let my want to help override the truth of what my capacity is to help, I will overcommit myself and I'll do everything shitty, everything half-assed. 
And then it will have the exact opposite effect on, on me that it's supposed to. Instead of a steep builder, my esteem will be going down. I'll be feeling like a hypocrite. I'll be feeling like a failure. <clears throat> and I'll be feeling like I'm falling short all the time. Because I am. I'm not talking about balance. I'm talking about, honestly, you know, I'm, I don't want to sponsor you because that's Monday nights. That's the only night I have open and that's Monday night football. That's not a commitment. That's a commitment to yourself, to your sense best, sense based pleasures. That's a commitment to you and that ego that has nothing to do with mankind. So the next time you want to drink, call the Vikings. They hate it when I say that, but it's the truth. If if going to that game is more than sitting down with me, go ahead. I'll give you an example. I had a uh, young man stalking me for a number of months several years ago. And uh, I, I just had to be a sponsor. He just entered some stuff I'd done, and he just, I was the guy, right? You're the one. I don't, I want to sponsor this guy because he's a spoiled brat and he's really young and he's kind of a jerk. So if I let, we have some conversations. Okay, we'll try it. So we start going along and we're making some plans and we're doing some reading and step work and then one night when we were supposed to be he calls me and said you know the NBA playoffs are on tonight and I'd really like to, to watch them and I said well if that's what your priority is go ahead he said well, are you going to be mad at me no I'm not going to be mad at you are you going to fire me I don't fire people so you go ahead and make your choice because I'm not going to tell you what to do so he chose to do the playoffs. And of course, the playoffs took several weeks. He got to the playoffs. And he called me and said, okay, I'm ready to go back to work. And I said, no, sorry, find someone else. I set three hours a week aside for you. That's 12 hours of my time that you just said no thanks. No thanks to. So that's your call. And these are your consequences. You said you... You would be mad at me. I'm not mad at you. I'm just giving you the consequences of the choices you made. Because I am not here to talk you into this. I'm not here to hold your damn hand. I'm here to walk with you on a spiritual path. And that's a courageous act. And if you're not committed to that, I understand. But I'm also not going to waste my time. So you can find someone else to help you. There's millions of people around here. Go ahead. So commitment, commitment, commitment. And there, there are, you know, for instance, there are overrides on the commitment. I have a commitment to my Monday, Monday meeting, but, but if Susan's in a car accident and I get a call, she's in an ambulance going to the hospital, I'm going to call Justin, or to say, take the meeting, I got to go to the hospital. That's legit. That's not, it's a nice night to grill. 
that's not, I'm going to watch the sunset in my backyard off the new deck that I had built. You know what I mean? It's a beautiful night. I think I'll take a spin in the convertible. Oh, really? If I would have done that, if the men that helped me would have been that way, I wouldn't be here. And I spot a lot of men that would not be here if I wasn't there when they called. So that's a, a commitment to life, to helping, to loving, to, cut, to kindness, to charity, to empathy, to understand, you know? And all of that is reciprocal. It comes back to us. It's not I'm just throwing energy out into the void. It comes back. It doesn't necessarily come back from the same guy that you're giving it to. But love is reciprocal, whatever level or form of love we're talking about. Sorry for the hiccups. Um, I'm going to close this out, and then we're going to open to sharing. And... uh, I just think it's been a it's been a helpful reflection for me on this commitment thing. And uh, everyone's entitled to whatever commitments they want to make. But you can't escape the consequences of the choices you make. For instance, I can't be a liar and have good self-esteem. I can't have trusting relationships relationships if I'm unreliable. That's what I mean. It's a uh, self-leveling system. New episodes of The Gathering are published twice a month and can be found on Spotify and other major podcast apps. You can follow The Gathering on Spotify and others to receive monthly notifications of new episodes.